1: No purchase necessary.
0: Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: This Mama Got Drama, the podcast, back again for another episode. At the beginning, I always like to just give a round of applause and just (laughs) excitement and gratitude for the fact that we made it back for another episode. Because myself and my co-host, we are both working moms and as you probably know, Veronica, who's our guest, I'm gonna introduce her uh, formally in a second. But as you know, getting working mama's schedules to actually work together is already a feat in its own.
0: It's serious. It's serious. My, um, yeah, I have to get on my friends with kids, I have to get another their calendar well in advance.
1: Oh my God. <laughs> Like I thought, I thought I had the whole uh, calendar situation taken care of being, you know, a working uh, woman in the radio industry. We have crazy schedules, but when you add kids to the mix, it's like a whole other calendar beast. So
0: especially if they're in sports or any activities, they're like they you become their show at least. (laughs) Everyone I know is a chauffeur first.
1: (laughs) For sure. So once again, gratitude that we made it to this. And I want to introduce our guests this week. We've got Veronica on with us, Veronica Chapman here. just tell the folks. I mean, you are an author. You've got, uh, you know, a whole lot working for you as far as you know. Just making sure that our identity is represented in media and giving us that that level of, you know, comfort to have these conversations with our kids. I'm not I'm not going to do you justice. So I want you to tell the okay. folks a little bit about yourself and 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 speak on your books.
0: Absolutely. So I am the founder of a company called Box Out, which means to think outside the box to design creative solutions for social change. And the majority of the things I design are about affirming and empowering black children because my purpose is tied into making sure that the world is better prepared for them, making the world better for their arrival so their intelligence can be celebrated, uh, so their humanity can be acknowledged and celebrated. And that is why I believe I exist. And so (laughs) in that vein, um, I've written children's books that are affirming. One is called, I Know I Can, and it's about a black girl um who has vivid dreams of traveling the world and meeting historical figures and at the end we find out that she is the high school valedictorian and the entire book is for graduation speech then i also have a book called king khalid is proud and that is about a young boy who loves playing video games like many of i'm sure many of your children out here love playing video games and he loves to stay up past his bedtime and you know his dad's like listen if you were staying up to create something maybe i'll give you more time but you're not just going to be staying up to play right. so because kids are brilliant um he decides that he's going to join a coding club to learn how to design his own game and he does just that and then negotiates a later bedtime
1: You know what? These two books, if you haven't already picked them up, this is that opportunity and that reminder to go pick these books up because, you know, like I I mentioned to you, I've got two small ones. They're only three and two, but we've been reading. I've been reading to them since they're they're in my belly. But now that they're here and they can flip the pages and they can see the pictures and they can see all of that. It is so important. And these two books are are two that you should definitely pick up and, uh, you know, read to your kids, read with your kids. They might be trying to negotiate a later bedtime after. Yep.
0: <laughs> right. But, you know, I'm, I'm glad that you mentioned that you read to your kids while in, they were in the womb because research shows that that is so important to healthy brain development. And it gets them. It's like the best way to prepare them for a life where literacy is central. And we know that literacy is the foundation for everything. Um, so I just love that because a lot of people you know, they say play music, but they they don't always advocate for reading to The kids in the Womb, and it's so important. And um, as an extension, you know, after I published these books, you know, people will always ask me, like, how do I find other books with Black characters? So I'm a solutions-oriented person. If you ask me something three times, um, if I don't have the solution, I'm frustrated with myself. (laughs) So (laughs) so, um, I designed a platform called Black Baby Books that makes it easier to discover children's books with Black characters.
1: Love it.
0: And the interesting thing about this is, and I, and I guess like the central focus is really taking action on your ideas and visions because the reality is you don't know the impact they will have and you don't know what will come of it. And so because I have this platform, I know a lot of self-published Black authors who made it their prerogative to make sure Black children saw themselves reflected in these books so they said hey you know if it's going to be such a small percentage of traditionally published books with black characters we're going to carry the mantle and make sure that more of these books books exist so then <laughs> um i just you know there's everything builds you know everything builds like you publish a book and then you're like oh i need a platform and then you're like oh right. wait so so basically in the, in the fall, this past fall in September, I just kept thinking, you know, again, I want to make the world better for black children. And research shows that when black children see themselves represented positively in their books, it fortifies their self esteem, helps protect them from the impact of racism, and it helps them academically. So if you think about how powerful that is, that, you know, just that alone, representation is that powerful that it can do all of those things. And so I just thought, you know what? We need a week where we can celebrate Black children because they deserve the added love, knowing what many of them will experience while on Earth. They deserve the added love to affirm them, to affirm their Blackness, to affirm the fact that they are brilliant, they are beautiful just the way they are. And Mm -hmm. then we also need to celebrate the power of representation. So let's celebrate these authors who who are making sure that these children see themselves in books. So they mm-hmm. now we have Black Children's Book Week. <laughs>
1: <Yay>! <laughs> the,
0: the inaugural <laughs> years this year. It started on February twenty-seventh and it ends on March 5th.
1: Congratulations. I mean, you know, everyone. It's coming off all the Black Joy of Black History Month, right? And, you know, uh, we're here in the Bay Area, so we're fortunate enough to have the actual Black Joy Parade, um, which is one of the, the largest events in California of, of its kind, right? And then on top of that, we also have Marcus Bookstore in Oakland, yep. which is, you know, also legendary. So we've got a lot of... Um, you know, richness at our fingertips, but for folks that might not have that bookstore that caters directly to our our black folks, our brown folks and has us represented, mm-hmm. um I love the fact that you put this this Black Children's Book Week together. You've got your website, um you know, where folks can actually go and and check out these books for their children. I mean, we already talked about your two books, of course, those you 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 should definitely go pick up and support, but are there some other ones that are kind of top of mind that you, you know, might want to mention for for folks looking for some books?
0: So I will say one thing I'm going to speak about one book in particular, because the funny thing is every time I see books, I'm just like, Oh my goodness. Like I have to have it. So I have stacks and stacks of books, (laughs) so I could go on and on about this, but I'm going to talk to you about one that I recently purchased that I adore. And it's called the ABCs of black wall street by Claudia Claudia Walker. And it is just what you think it is an ABC book, but it highlights the figures from black wall street in, in Tulsa. Oklahoma and you know the terrorism against the community but it's about like who were these people before that happened like it, it celebrates all the great things that they accomplished um you know which even I mean yes the the bombing was a serious thing if people are familiar with the the bombing right. but the fact is is that these people were accomplishing great things and nothing can really steal that greatness from them like te- we cannot let terrorism win but <laughs> i love that the book celebrates these stories and so that's that's my one of my top recommendations i will also say that black children's book week was funded most of the the funding came from black traditionally uh, excuse me black self-published authors and i actually built a museum called the black children's book museum that's virtual so wow. you can actually go to blackchildrensbookmuseum.org and it will take you to a website where you can click and visit this, it, this um, really cool virtual space uh, called Oye, but it's galleries and galleries of books with Black representation. Teaching. And I just recommend that everyone goes to that space because not only can you see the images, but you know how when you go to a museum, there's like, oh, description, you know the description about like who right. drew it? We have those, but they're clickable. So when you go through the museum, if you see something that interests you, you can click the description and it'll take you to a purchase page. So you can support all of the authors who supported us.
1: I love all of that. I mean, you know, we're also in this new space where, you know, folks are feeling a little more comfortable to get outside and there's a percentage of folks, you know, like me or moms like me who have kids who can't get vaccinated, right? And are still below that age. So we're not fully going out to, to, all the activities. Mm -hmm. And this is dope that you have the virtual space where you can connect and not only connect, but also buy the books directly from from that site. So I love all of that. Now, one of the things that we're going to get back to all the books and all the the interesting uh, new things you got going on, but one of the things we like to do at the beginning of the podcast is also talk about something new our kids are doing. Now, you're only, I would say, the second guest that we've had on the podcast that isn't a mom, but that does not mean that you're not a part of the village that supports all of us moms out here, and you know everything that you're doing is definitely uh, supporting us moms in terms of how we're able to educate our kids and 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 really bring that representation home, right? Mm-hmm. And so I know being that a part of the, you're a part of the village, you probably got some stories of, uh, you know, whether you're an auntie or uh, you've got your godchildren, you know, there's kids. All right. Right. So you got some stories to share. I know for me personally, with the two-year-old and a three-year-old, new stuff is like. It, that's just what we do every day mm-hmm. is a new adventure at this age right now and so the new thing that my daughter is doing is um well she's always loved uh art you mm-hmm. know she too but now she's like oh my goodness she's got to have every shade every color she wants to look at all the different
0: colors
1: you know she's coloring and all of that but now she's also got got it to where she's got to have her bag has got to be filled with the crazy she can't go i and-
0: love that <laughs>
1: My son is, yeah. and I'm like, this boy, he's only, he's about to be four next month. I'm like, can he actually read? Because he <laughs> loves flipping through novels and not just, it doesn't uh-huh. have pictures in it. It's It can be a novel with no pictures. The other day, um, he picked up a biography. Guess whose biography it was? Tupac.
0: <laughs> okay. I love
1: it. So he was flipping through that, and I was like, you know what? We're just going to keep encouraging the art. We're going to keep encouraging the literature and and just keep it pushing. What about you? Who what's something new that's going on in your world with, with the young ones?
0: Oh, uh, I actually have... You reminded me of something. So I do have... I've, I'm going to tell a story about one of my goddaughters. So it. I'm terrible with ages. I want to say she's 11. I'm not great at keeping up with ages. You need something serious, call me, but don't ask me to remember how old you are. <laughs> but... <laughs> but you know i am an entrepreneur and she's witnessed me you know like do book events and selling you know selling yeah. my book and vending events and it's so interesting the impact of modeling like what it yeah. has on children and i'll never forget like just a few months ago she had an idea for a business right home girl now i believe she's 11 10 or 11 sent me a calendar request yeah. to get on my calendar to discuss her business um, and the funny thing is her mom was like managing it and her mom put the wrong time in. So I, I, I had the time that her mom gave me, right? right. So she texted me like, uh, excuse me, you're late for our meeting.
1: Uh-uh.
0: And I was like, I was like, hold up. This is what my calendar says. Talk to your mama. Your mama put the wrong time, <laughs> you know? But and it's interesting because it's like, even if kids start something, they see you do something and they start it, they try it out. Even if they don't like keep it up, It's something to build upon. But in this instance, just a few weeks ago, I sent her mother some clay earrings. um, And and when she saw them, she said, oh, I could do that. I love art. I can make clay earrings. So she said, mom, yeah, hit hit me up, hook me up, send me some clay. So now she has a little business that she started. Well, I'm not gonna call it a little business. It's gonna be gigantic and it's called Raise Clay and she has been designing earrings and i wish they had had mine on i have to go pick them up from her grandmother but she designed some earrings out of the clay and now she's about to start her etsy shop okay. so i'm looking forward to helping her you know develop this
1: business i love all of that and and you know it's so funny that you know you brought up your your goddaughter that you know just the fact that she has this idea and has an outlet. Just the fact that we're there to listen to them mm-hmm. and really just nurture and encourage them, you know, this this might take off, or the next idea might Definitely. take off. The fact that we're encouraging and nurturing and and really trying to provide that support for our young ones as they're coming up and raising them into capable ones, right? And right. you know, it's so you know we're talking about this idea of representation and seeing ourselves, our identities, uh, you know, really just present in media all across the board, right? So I don't know if you saw this viral video that went out, but it was actually a mom who shared that her daughter, who I believe was only like two years old, mm-hmm. um, she didn't like her bonnet. And- I saw
0: it. I saw that video. And then she showed her, what show was it? Um
1: she, it was actually on Disney. So so oh. basically for folks that haven't seen the viral video, um, Little Mama didn't, you know, she she was like ripping off her bannet, bonnet in the middle of the night, um, so much so that her mom was like, we got to figure something out. And so there was mm-hmm. happened to be a a clip, an animated show on Disney Junior, where one of the characters talks about having, you know, uh, curls and having texture in her hair. And so she puts on a bonnet and there's a there's actually even a bonnet song that she had and so the little girl saw it and now she loves wearing her bonnet and it really just took that that moment um to to see you know herself in a character or in a show that she watches to make her you know feel a little more comfortable or or just like doing it right and so it's moments like those that you know it's like wow okay it's it's 22, you know, mm-hmm. we're still having a lot of these first moments and we're celebrating them. They're great. There is a piece of me that's like, why did it take till 22 for these to right. happen? However, we need to just look at it in the positive light and say, this is this is this is part of the normal conversation. Now, somebody's wearing a bonnet on mm-hmm. Disney Junior. We never even, you know, growing up, had that that it, representation.
0: But that also lets you know that they have somebody on that team Hello. who knows what they're doing, because, you know, one of the, the power of. Having, for example, books with by black authors is that we know what's up. And so I remember when um, I published my first book, I know I can. There is a an image where she sleeping and her hair is wrapped up, and right. the mom was like, "See, I get to show this to my daughter, so I don't have have no problems with her wrapping her hair." But there, but a, a lot of these books historically with black characters have been authored by white um, authors,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, and so just authentic i the power of authentic stories um and they call them own voices is that you don't miss those things that are are realities of our of our lifestyle and how we how we live right. and i thought that video was so sweet and so cute and yeah it just videos like that bring so much joy to social media because you know you can find other kind of videos too <laughs>
1: <laughs> for sure. So, I mean, it's just, it's just moments like those, like you said, that, you know, are authentic, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what we're missing. And and that's why we need more authors like you and all the authors that you feature on your website um, to bring that authenticity and really just, uh, you know, show us that we can, we can pick up a book that, that has someone in it that looks like us. You know, I'm mixed. So I'm, I'm constantly looking for, you know, that, that, space where I'm not only included but so are my kids. you know what I right. mean? So it's it's great to have have that outlet. I mean, what do you think in terms of um you know the movement right now? do you feel that you know your books are gonna then be turned into like an animated series or are you shooting for i'm I'm over here trying to push you toward the stars my like we gotta
0: <laughs> well, it's so funny you said that. um, I am an ideas person. I'm a creative and it just so happens that I'm committed to using my talents and gifts for the betterment of society um, and especially for our children. So I have ideas for days. I have ideas that live in the cloud and they're just waiting for the right timing. And sometimes certain ideas take precedence. So for instance, Black Children's Book Week was just an, an idea. October 9th is when the idea came to me and here we are and it's a reality. Um, Because when I shared the vision, people were like, oh, yes, we need this. And it's been a collaborative experience. But I have an animated series that's just sitting in the cloud, just waiting for the right time, the right people, the right team. And it's going to be amazing, by the way.
1: Listen, um, you're waiting for the right team. You're waiting for the right people. I'm here as your right voice. I would love to be a voice of one of the characters. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. You would be so
0: good. Listen, I'm going to write this down. Listen, I circle back. I'm a circle back kind of person. So <laughs> when, yes. when it's ready, all set. I On my vision board, so I talked earlier about how um, just in this September, this past September, I was like, you know, I want to make the world better for Black children. That was at the top of my vision board. And then also part of that vision board was um, Netflix was on there, LeBron James Foundation and Spring Hill Company. I feel like it's Spring Hill Company of Spring Hill Entertainment, which is his company that he uses to produce certain shows. So I already like wrote on the Instagram like I look forward to working with y'all. <laughs> you know, like
1: I mean, <laughs> seriously, you have to speak it into existence. You have to put action into it to make it to make it a reality. And you know, like you said, your idea was an idea in October, mm-hmm. and it's an actual functioning, um, you know, uh, event happening yep. right now. Um, And, you know, I really love the fact that we have moms that tune into our podcast and listen with their kids. Um, Mm -hmm. So for the kids that are listening, you know, let this be encouragement to you. If you have an idea, you can definitely make it a reality. And then for the moms that are listening, you know, we've got moms that tune in that have been establishing careers for 20 years. And now they're like, you know what? I want to switch gears and try something different. I've been doing this one job. I've excelled in this one arena. And now I want to switch up and I want to start my own business. Or Mm -hmm. I want to start my business simultaneously while I'm still uh, chasing after these other uh, goals on my list. And I just want, you know, you, your story is is, is showing and, and showing proof You can do all of that, right? Like you can create your own website, and you can empower other authors to come together and create a space where we can, uh, you know, put the information out there for folks to to digest.
0: Well, let me tell you, I mean, that is absolutely true. I have a workshop. So, like, my first children's book is called "I Know I Can," and it was so interesting when I first released it. I wrote it for children, right? Um, But that adults would read it and they'd be in tears, and I'd be like, "Why are you?" Why are you crying? You know, and they'll be like, "Oh, you know, if I had this book as a child, like who kn- who knows where I would right. be." And I said, "But you're still alive. Mm-hmm. You're still alive. So like, you don't have to shoulda coulda woulda. You can still do something." And so, as a result of those interactions, I actually created a workshop called "Action Over Everything: um, Executing Ideas to Create a Legacy," and it's just the simple concept that you are literally the only person who can can do what you're called to do what you're here to do no one else can replace you you don't have to look to the left look to the right you just look in the mirror right and just it's a space and time where people can take time to consider how great they are a lot of people don't get i I call it like filling out your credit card but the good kind of credit card right like a lot of people don't take the time to like write down this is why i'm hot this is what makes me dope this is what makes me great and then you have to think about how do you authentically show up, and how you authentically show up determines, frankly, the injustices, the privileges you experience, and then in that space you can create authentically create things to address, you know, those challenges. Yeah. Um, and because of our perspectives, we're all so different. No one is the same, not one person. Whatever we release into the world is going to be so unique. And your voice matters, and so that's why we could have a billion children's books and they'll all be so different because the author the illustrator is different so i just encourage everyone um to really act on ideas because you also don't know the impact that you're going to have so for example i was telling um congresswoman presley earlier that when i launched black children's book week i didn't have a budget i just had an idea and no one had time to like look for sponsors and all that i launched everything with like no budget and then after a while people kept saying like okay well but how do i support this how do i financially support this and then you know that's what happened and i built a museum and then people started they wanted to be in the museum um and the point is is that if i had waited right if i said well i don't have the budget for this um you know then all the magic that's happening that i you know all i can take credit for is the courage to act everything else is not in my control. And I'm just really grateful that people are responding and I'm receiving messages like, oh my goodness, this week is bringing me so much joy. Like, I, like if I had this as a kid, like, oh, my inner child, child is so happy. But that's why we have to act on our ideas. You cannot starve the world of your ideas.
1: I love it. I love it. I mean, I think you've already dropped a whole lot of gems for for people that, you know, not only are wanting to learn about these books and be a part of the museum in that that space, but then you're also dropping gems for people who, you know, might have an idea they've been sitting on for months or years, should we say. Mm -hmm. What would you put out there? I mean, obviously you have your workshop folks enjoying you that way, but what would be like maybe your top two things that you would encourage people to do that, you know, might be sitting on an idea and might be too afraid to come out of their comfort zone, right? Right. (laughs) Well,
0: you know, I think everything starts with self-love. I'm very much the type of person where, you know, in a world where someone's everything's so focused on celebrity. Right. So you spend so much time looking up at someone that you actually don't spend time pouring into yourself. Right. So I think, you know, that people need to really spend some quality time with themselves and check in and like, If there's something that's holding you back, if there's a childhood experience, if there's a relationship, if there's a friendship, anything that's getting in the way of you becoming your great self, you gotta handle that first. Because if you don't love yourself, you won't believe in yourself at the capacity that you need to feel courageous enough to act on ideas. So that really, I believe self-love is the foundation of everything. So I would say, you can be honest with yourself. You don't have to tell anybody. You can just sit with yourself and say like, hey, like. Do I really appreciate myself like I should? And I feel like if people master that, that that's the key. And I yeah. think the, the entire world would be better off if people mastered that.
1: And it should start at a very young age, you yep. know. Um, like you said, so many people are are just thanking you for these books, and they're like they're enjoying them, even though you you had aimed for this for to be children's books. Yep. You know these these concepts and these ideas are things that need to be introduced at very young ages. And sadly, not everyone has, you know, the, the capacity to give their children that space, right. You know, Mm -hmm. they're working two, three jobs just to keep food on the table and keep the, 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 the the basic necessities uh, accessible that it's like, Oh, I'm sorry. We don't have time for journal Mm -hmm. time. We don't have time for meditation. We don't have time, but these things need to be fundamental, and they need to be built in from a young age and really just, uh, you know, talk to our children. So I'm so happy to say that in 22, you know, we're we're all starting to get into this space of, like, you know, embracing mental health, embracing mm-hmm. mental health, right? And being okay with with taking time for ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. Because a lot of people built into their, their system that you have to earn rest and you have to overwork yourself so hard that you... Feel like you earned rest? No, you have to rest in order yep. to be able to accomplish these things. So thank exactly. you so much for all the gems that you're dropping on us today. And you know, before we close out, because I know you are a busy lady, and you know, you've got some other interviews to get to. But before we close out, man, just give them the the links again and give us the website so we can stay in touch with you and all your social media and all that.
0: Absolutely. So you still have, you know, even if you miss the week, for example. We're gonna do a thing where we aggregate all the events that were recorded. We're gonna make sure that people can still access them after the week is over. So if you go to blackchildrensbookweek.org and make sure you subscribe to our newsletter, and then also in that space, you can access the museum, which will stay open until next year. The exhibits won't change, I will say, until next year. But we're also looking to host like readings and different events in the virtual space. There's an auditorium in the space. There's a meeting room in the space. So definitely get on the mailing list so that you and your children can attend any and every event that, that happens after Black Children's Book Week.
1: I love all of that. Give them your social media, too, so they can stay in touch.
0: Sure. So my uh, personal is at BoxOut on Instagram, B-O-X-X-O-U-T-E-N-T. And my um, for Black Children's Book Week, it's at Black Children's Book Week.
1: And then, you know, I already put the, uh, the planted the seed earlier. But as you start to get the uh, animated series together, don't forget that I would love to have to to lend my voice to uh, one of your characters. And even if it's a narrator, look, I'm doing an audition right now. Let me get back. Listen, my...
0: you know, oh. I, I see you. I just <laughs> I see you and I will be in touch.
1: This sounds great. And we're going to stay in touch even after this podcast, because I'm sure there's going to be an opportunity for us to get you back to talk about you know, what other new things you've got going on. And I'm sure you're going to have some more stories about your goddaughter and her business taking off. So I'm to, I want to hear about all that.
0: Well, yeah, because when I come back, we're going to be talking about the animated series that you're in.
1: See, there it is. There it is. <laughs> Monica, we appreciate you being with us today on This Mama Got Drama. And, of course, you can always uh, share your stories, give us some tips. If you want to ask some questions, hit us up at thismommagotdrama at gmail.com. Another okay. episode on the books. Yay! Thank you
0: for having me.
1: <laughs> okay, round two. Name something that's not boring.
0: Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh?
1: Oh,